This is an interview by Olivia Kuhn Lloyd, who speaks with leaders in the cause capitalism movement. Here's Olivia. So I have with me today Yama Siddiqui, who is the Director of Environmental Strategy for Office Depot. He came to the corporation in 2006. Um, Yama, it's great to be speaking with you. And I wanted to ask you, first off, what is Office Depot's approach to environmental responsibility? Well, we've got a very comprehensive approach, Olivia, and thanks for having me on. Um, the, the way we, we articulate um, our strategy um, is that we plan to increasingly buy green, be green, and sell green. And what, what that means is we'll implement a series of um, purchasing approaches, whether that's for products we resell or products we use ourselves, um, that uh, encourage um, purchasing of products with green, green attributes and certifications. Um, while we say be green, it means actively working to reduce um, waste, reduce fuel and energy and associated, associated carbon emissions uh, on an absolute basis, so absolute reduction of, of, of carbon. And then uh, to find innovative ways to engage our customer base in selling uh, greener options. Um, so that's, that's the sort of broad vision, that's our broad approach, um, and it's really centered around, around business and, and making economic and environmental, making economic decisions uh, that are also environmental decisions uh, as much as possible. And as you mentioned, this is a broad, a broad program because it has to do with your internal operations, probably your stores, your headquarters, your fleet trucks, and your supply chain, and then your consumer behavior. So I'm, I want to take a step back and kind of ask, well, what is your goal with Office Depot? And did you begin the Buy Green, Be Green, and Sell Green initiative, or was that in place when you came on board? Well, I, I, I established the, the, the framework, the Buy framework and and definitely uh, helped us establish a clear um, set of quantified quantifiable metrics that we measured ourselves against that, that measured our measured the success um, of implementation of, of that of that you know, strategy prior to my arrival there was a pretty robust um, environmental approach that, would, that had been developed by my predecessor we hired our first director of environmental affairs at that time in 2003, and I joined in 2006. Um, and and his, his approach was really focused on adding recycled content products, increasing the percentage of recycled content in, in our, you know, the products we sold and used, and working towards uh, more forest certification for the paper we use. So his focus was really on the most material environmental impact of ours which was paper, and that, that, um, and that was triggered by, in some cases, our customers, in, in some cases, stakeholder engagement or stakeholder discussions, where there was a desire to uh, have us provide more uh, recycled options and look at the sustainability of the forest we were sourcing from. So that, I'd say, would be the main impetus uh, initially. And now, as I look to our... Yeah, as we built our buy, be, sell uh, approach, there's really, there's really two business goals, and as an outcome of us achieving those business goals will be uh, environmental performance improvement. And those two business goals are to uh, 
find ways to cut costs um, over the long run. So that means efficiency, material efficiency, fuel efficiency, and energy efficiency. And uh, to drive differentiation for our company and, uh, and you know, win, win customers. Um, and so, the again, to, to sort of set the stage, the environmental strategy is not disconnected from the business strategy of the company. And as we achieve, uh, you know, successful sales of green products and and successful execution of uh, efficiency programs, the environment is going to benefit, and um, our business will uh, improve. So, how does buying green, being green, and selling green benefit your customers? So, when we say buying green, what we mean is um, looking at the um, environmental policy considerations our customers have. And many people know of Office Depot as a um, retailer, but our environmental program really uh, has a focus. It's almost 80-20, 80% uh, on B2B, business-to-business -business customers like cities, states, large private sector companies, uh, medium, you know, small and medium-sized businesses. That's, that's the focus, uh, and less so on the individual consumer that um, we may be more recognized for because we have, we have retail stores. So um, uh, we, we are trying to service the needs of our business-to-business -business customers, and increasingly those customers have environmental purchasing programs, and um, they could be for the obvious, recycled content paper products, but they're increasingly for a much more, um, uh, much wider set of uh, environmental products and product attributes, so energy efficient products. The benefit to the customer is energy efficiency and, and, and carbon reduction and cost reduction. It could be uh, green cleaning, and the benefit to the customer is you know, better human health in their work environment. Green Guard certified furniture for lower VOCs in their work environment. And um, compact person lights and energy, you know, energy star qualified technology to, to help take costs, long-term costs out of their systems. Um, and then there's actually you know, a lot of uh, purchasing policies that, that do focus still on, on recycled content. And so having a very wide assortment of products you know, in lots of categories with recycled content helps us meet our customers' purchasing policies, and that broader set of attributes helps uh, potentially drive uh, costs out of our customers', customers systems. Okay. Office Depot uh, garnered media attention several years back for reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions from your facilities by about 10%, and the company spent more than $20 million in light retro, lighting retrofits and energy system upgrades on also by converting your delivery truck fleet. Um, and feel free to connect me if, if I'm off of my numbers. But what was the impetus behind this? I mean, this is a, a large upfront investment of more than $20 million. So the, this is part of a broad program to uh, improve operational efficiency, and and as we looked at uh, you know the range of things we could do to, to 
cost out. Efficiency was clearly, uh, it became evident that efficiency was clearly one of them. And um, so anytime we do a major, major program like this uh, at Office Depot, or frankly most large companies, you need to do some pretty thorough um, return on investment analysis, payback analysis, etc. And um, so we, you know, we did that both on um, our fleet transition and our uh, store retrofits and energy management system investments and and you know, a lot of these things gave payback under three years. Um, so you know, based on a formal evaluation, those things got approved. Now, in this in this current economic climate, when when credit is very tight, it's a it's a bit more complex, or actually substantially more complex than it was you know, three or four years ago when we made the made made the major investments. Um, but suffice to say, the the environmental improvements um, really have to pass economic tests as well. And so, this is one thing that that I think really should come through hopefully in this interview that that um, large businesses are going to be compelled to quote unquote grow green uh, if uh, their customers ask and it's in their operational best interest. Um, and and so in some respect the environmental community has, has not looked at um, things that are economically beneficial as quote unquote good enough. It's almost like you've got a the feeling that you're gonna you're gonna pay to be green. And we feel that uh, it's much more uh, sustainable to focus on on things that are actually economically beneficial as part of an environmental program, and that's what makes it sustainable. So the Office Depot, you experienced a net savings um, from these changes within three years, is that right? Yeah. Okay, and you know Walmart's a popular example of a, a large company, of course, that outfitted their stores with solar energy. I believe it was from stakeholder pressure, and at least they, you know, the story goes that unexpectedly they came out with a huge financial win that was not anticipated by them. Um, so, do you see, as you just mentioned, doing environmental? Taking environmental responsibility for the economic reason behind it, do you see a tipping point in that? That more companies are realizing if they just, put, you know, it doesn't, have, you don't have to pay to be environmental friendly, and in fact, if you make the initial investment, you'll recoup savings in a fairly short amount of time. Um, I'll answer yes and no. I think I think there is a, a point of awareness. I think the current financial crisis is going to make um, the availability of funding to do the initial upfront investment more complicated, so there needs to be more innovative financial models, funding models from suppliers for things like solar and wind, and I, I think um, you know, Walmart in, in many ways is trying to change the marketplace, and, and so I believe um, to get uh, some pretty innovative financing for their, um, for their solar, uh, and so yeah, more companies one need to recognize that environmental progress can be beneficial economically and be beneficial economically. Uh, so, you know, open their open their uh, their eyes to the opportunities, and then two, um, search for innovative alternative financing methods to achieve 
um, you know, things that will differentiate the company. That's, uh, that's something that um, you know, more and more companies, including Walmart, including ourselves, and many others are, are doing. The initial support for the adjustments, and again, I refer back to the retrofitting and the new way that you outfitted your um, fleet of delivery trucks. So anyway, the initial support for that investment, did it come from to your department or from the environmental side, or did it come from um, you know the, fi the finance side in Office Depot? I mean, just at the very beginning, who was pushing it? So uh, a combination so it would have been the environmental team in collaboration with the function itself. So our, our environmental strategy does not imply the creation of a large central environmental team that will you know, do retrofits and and buy vehicles. Um, it's really a collaboration and uh, almost consultative approach where the environmental team uh, initiates uh, new ideas, facilitates the, uh, you know, the, the, the functions that might need to get together to discuss something, and then literally let the function do um, the change. So the answer, that's a long answer, the short answer is it, it's, it's collaborative. So any, you know, any new program, any new environmental program, um, generally, well, any program with environmental elements to it um, is either triggered by the function and they collaborate with the environmental team to to you know, map out the plan or triggered by the environmental team and then executed by the function. So what do other businesses, and I'm particularly large businesses, if, if it's more complex and there's usually a larger upfront investment, what do they need to know to start putting in place some heavy environmental programs, and where do they start? Kind of the first step that they need to do. You spoke before about analysis and data gathering. Is that it, or is it tapping into these alternative funding sources? So I think it first begins with customers, and it, so the, the the company needs to ask um, what do their customers care about vis-a-vis -vis, uh, products and services they could be um, selling. And um, so do the, it doesn't need to be, you know, formal focus groups or quantitative surveys. It can just be conversations with many customers um, that would first really form the, the foundation of of um, their actions. Then, um, before converting um, the customer feedback into you know, products and services for the customer, uh, I think the, the company needs to look at uh, its own material environmental impact. They don't need to look at all of them. They can just look at the most significant environmental impact of, of their operation and look for ways the environmental lens can help them take costs out of their system. So there could be tremendous, or even not tremendous, it would just be um, waste in, in certain parts of their, 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 you know, their um, supply chain. There could be excess energy use in 
certain parts. There could be accessible fuel use, and um, there could just be conservation opportunities where there is um, no cost or low cost opportunities to um, save money uh, and reduce environmental impact. And um, so do those and quantify how much um, is being saved after you know some of the investments and uh, and uh, some of the programs have been implemented, and, and maybe maybe um, gather that gather those savings uh, in a separate line item that can be used to then fund the other things that will invariably be be you know will, will cost something. Uh, but I think if you look at look at environment as much as um, uh, as other things in the business, so just like an investment, you, know, you invest in marketing to get a return. Uh, you can you can do some you know, free marketing and free PR, uh, but also you want to spend some money. Um, same thing with environmental programs. You want to do some low cost, no cost things, and then you want to invest some money to get returns. So uh, I think you know, customer first, internal cost saving opportunities. And then, uh, you know, more long-term operational efficiency programs. And then, once you've got some sort of baseline story uh, to, to 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 express that you're not only you know, selling green products or services, but you've also started walking the talk, talk and going green yourself, then do a push outwards to meet the customer needs you learn about. So can this be frustrating for you? I mean, in a previous conversation that we had, you mentioned that you were doing um, through school projects on uh, the environment and writing papers, doing studies, collecting information, and to put so you've got this real passion for it, and then to put the customer needs first, and then you know to sync that up then with the operational needs of the business. Do you sometimes get? Um, Frustrated with the pace? Do you have things that you'd love to push faster in terms of practices that are, you know, really a friend of the environment? Well, look. I mean, I think the um, reality is in in the environmental arena. Um, well, sorry. The, the the notion of environmental improvement affects everything a company does, like absolutely everything. And so, yes, someone in an environmental role could see uh, the volume of things that could be done and um, get very concerned that, you know, all of them, or not even, you know, a quarter of them or whatever percentage are being done. So that's one view. Um, and that's the sort of half-empty view. The half-full view would look at um, all that a company has done and is continuing to do um, and try and find ways to encourage through carrots, through business casing, through recognition programs internally and externally um, to do more. And there'll always be more to do. And no one is green perfectly. 
everyone is on a continuum of shades of green from you know, not green at all to you know, ultra dark green. And the ultra dark greens could do more, and the you know, not green obviously could could do more. And so my my view is that um, I'm encouraged by what uh, my company is doing. I'm encouraged by what other companies are doing, and um, I, I want all my, my company to do more. I'd like other companies to do more, but I cannot sit and get frustrated uh, based on what we're not doing. I'd rather focus on what we are doing and um, uh, and, and encourage even you know more progress in, the, in those areas. And I think one of the one of the changes I'd like to see from the uh, from the environmental community as well. It is happening, but there still is a, a tendency, I think, in some parts of the environmental community to focus on what companies are not doing and uh, sort of uh, looking at that negatively rather than what they are doing and supporting that positively and really promoting it uh, and through that promotion of the good um, achieve their objectives um, rather than focusing on the bad. I mean, it's like basic human psychology. So just to, I want to take us back to kind of the customer interaction with Office Depot, and I know there's a, a large percent of your business, your, your business is, is B2B, but um, we're, many of us are familiar with the Office Depot retail chains, and what percent of the stores are, are outfitted with energy-saving fixtures and equipment? Um, over 90%, nine zero. Wow, okay. And then you have a... Um, a product line, Office Depot Green Brand, and uh, also a section on your website of your greener office, which which takes customers through kind of an educational and a um, an option of, of purchasing products that meet with their different environmental objectives. So, yeah, attributes. Attributes. Okay, and your greener office. I realized, I, I noticed that it wasn't prominently displayed on OfficeDepot.com. That, it, you know, there was a link to it, but it wasn't, to my mind, highlighted as much as it should be because it really is a, a pretty deep resource of both products and information and um, very accessible as well. I mean, singling out what's recycled and it's 100% recycled and what's energy efficient, etc. I mean, do you have plans in the future to make that a more prominent part of OfficeDepot.com. So on our business-to-business um, uh, -business website, there is a very prominent tab that uh, users click to get to that storefront. And uh, as I mentioned, that that has been the focus of our, our program to date. I fully agree that there needs to be more real estate to the Green Office Pay uh, link and storefront on the homepage. And if I was to express, you know, one of the things that I wish for in my company. That that has been one for a couple of years, so uh, you know I am I am um, I wouldn't say frustrated, but I've I've just been trying to trying to work out the way to get more real estate, and and it will happen eventually. But um, really, the the issue is um, really making the business case internally to to do this. If you look at if you look at websites of most companies, even companies with effective and robust green programs, it's still very rare to have a high degree of 
homepage presence uh, about green. You know, Home Depot has an eco-options program, relatively little homepage presence. Um, and there's lots of other you know, mainstream companies where, where green is a little bit, little bit hidden at the B2C level. I think that's going to change over the next two or three years. I think you're going to see you know, more success at retail and more success of um, B2C sales of, of, of greener products. And that's going to capture the interest of, um, of you know, standard marketing teams and standard online commerce teams, e-commerce teams. Um, so I, I think I answered your question you know, in a roundabout way. The, the greatest pull for green has come from contract customers and hence the ability to make the internal case for greater prominence and greater investment. Uh, less pull, uh, let's say, from uh, my community, the retail community, and so it doesn't translate as much into action by those teams internally. So looking to the future, and you've done great things with, with Office Depot in the three years that you've been there, and, and I mean, 90%, more than 90% of retail stores um, being a certain degree of energy efficient is, is really outstanding and admirable, but what's your, the legacy that you'd like to leave, your big picture fantasy of um, what you could do with this, a, a brand name that you know, every household knows. So in, the, you know, in a few years' time, I'd, I'd really like the, sim, the simplicity of Office Depot Green or, or another, you know, um, uh, some, some basically a range, a full, robust range of products that, um, that are you know, like well, one set are light, light green and one set dark green. I, I don't know if you if you saw the packaging um, of the Depot green packaging. There's one the, the core packaging is a, is a quite a bright green and um, and that's for the majority of our products. And there's also a smaller set of products, really not that many at the moment, but uh, hopefully many more in the future. Dark green. Um, so what I'd like is a really um, robust range of, of green, dark green products in one consistent package um, globally. So if my, um, you know, if, if someone like, um, I don't know, say global customer of ours, say Google or, or, or um, Time Warner wanted to buy green from us, they could buy the, the same product with the same attributes in lots of countries that we serve. So, really taking the taking what's a you know a good start uh, this br this brand and um, making it it is already in a few countries, but making it global and and really serving um, the need for basic office supplies. So whether that's paper or fold folders or hanging folders or envelopes or notepads or uh, we don't have any pens yet in that range, but pens and staplers and you know, basically helping outfit a company in either a green or a dark green range of products anywhere in the world. So that would be the, 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 the great achievement, I think, on the product side. Um, on the operation side, I would, um, I'd like to see 
you know, a continued absolute reduction in, in CO2. Um, we don't have an explicit um, you know, target, but I'd definitely like to see us meet or exceed the, um, the, you know, the, the goals set out by Copenhagen, the you know, post-Kyoto, so that we're, take, we're playing our part um, in terms of uh, reducing carbon on an absolute basis globally in line with what, uh, um, what in line with you know, meeting or exceeding those, those goals. So that would be, I think, my ideal outcome from a, from a operational side. And then on the customer side, I'd, I'd love to see um, a green, a more green section in, in our stores in, in a, a number of years in the future. We don't really have them at the moment. Um, so dedicated green sections in stores and um, greater evidence that uh, customers online and uh, in contract and in retail are really choosing Office Depot because of its comprehensive um, and uh, hopefully well-regarded and well-considered uh, environmental program. Um, and that, I think, is ultimately where, where we would see success. If, if customers are choosing us and buying uh, from us because of uh, this program and its robustness, then that would be, that would be really, that would be successful. And when I say customers, I mean more customers and, and more um, business case that I can show to our company um, that uh, we're really being chosen uh, for our leadership. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to mention, Yamas? Um, just a, a, um, a quick final note on the definition of green. Um, right now, there isn't one that's accepted nationwide, and um, and uh, you know there is um, a lot of certifications. There's over 300 certification labels, and so a lack of a lack of clarity. What that does is two things. It um, causes confusion in the marketplace because people don't know whether something is green or not. That's customers. It also causes confusion at the um, at the manufacturer level um, because you know they might think that you know they're going to all this effort to make a biodegradable plastic bag. Uh, and then they message it as biodegradable uh, because they just think that biodegradability is good, um, but they don't um, realize that biodegradability is actually a completely irrelevant environmental attribute for plastic bags because they don't die. They, they most, of, most of them end up in landfill and they don't degrade. So there's no viable environmental benefit. So the reason I'm going down this, this path is so so they could be accused, accused of greenwash while they're just trying to do something that they felt was, you know, was, was good. Um, to fix this problem, uh, we really need a nationwide uh, definition of green that eventually becomes a global definition of green. So we need um, something, I think, like the U.S., like a U.S. Green Product Council or, you know, a c consolidation of the certifiers uh, and uh, refocus away from, you know, um, debates between certifiers into a true formal education of the marketplace 
uh, collaborative educational marketplace between government and business and nonprofit, such that we have a clear picture of you know what is green, what is not, and rather than accusing you know organizations of greenwash or fighting for higher standards, we just establish what is green, and then get our you know get get a, a major push around encouraging uh, greener behavior. Um, related to that, the final thought is green sustainable are two different things. Um, green is really about environmental improvement, so it could be you know, reduction in waste or pressure on resources, energy, could be reduction in um, chemical use, you know, harsh chemicals. Um, but that's, that's um, intellectually or sorry, um, definitionally different to sustainable, which is, you know, includes social attributes like labor and wages and things like that, and also uh, and then the economic, you know, cost reduction or economic benefits. We really need to disaggregate this notion of sustainable, and we need to disaggregate and different and define the notion of green. And I think, you know, we are trying to help drive that definition in the country. We're working with, you know, we're participating in lots of workshops on this, and we need this resolved. And then I think we'll get the real tipping point when. Um, we've got a mutually agreed and accepted definition and everyone can put their energy around it rather than what's happening right now is, is um, you know, lots of uh, disaggregated effort without a, um, a consistent um, definition to put our energy around. I completely agree with you. I mean, the marketplace is quite crowded with various labels and definitions and, um, as you mentioned, accusations too, and particularly um, separating the sustainability in quotes from the green in quotes and what those mean. Uh, I can imagine there's a lot of you know, political uh, in play behind this and, and sorting those out considering that many people are involved in all these various certification groups. But um, it's, it's definitely it's great to hear that you're leading that effort as well. And I think that from the consumer level, it's, it would be much appreciated. It's a big, uh, it's a big thing to tackle. We're we're trying, we're um, we're looking forward to seeing some sort of solution, maybe a a USGP, USGPC product council in the next number of years. Mm. That's terrific. Well, great. I really want to thank you for your time today. It was great to talk to you. You too, Olivia. Thanks very much. For more interviews about cause capitalism, visit causecapitalism.com.